0: And welcome to another edition of Talking Tigs. I'm your host Scott Gerard, joined faithfully by my co-hosts Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zellinger. We had an unexpected bye week uh, this past weekend for the Tigers. Uh, their game against Florida was postponed. Um, I don't know. I guess uh, you know, Florida had too many people that contacted COVID and coaches, players, and it was just. Uh, too much to contend with. Um, so thanks again to UF for another another mismanaged natural disaster. Uh, <laughs> but I actually thought it was kind of clever. Uh, Coach O was trying to call their bluff, saying, hey, uh, we don't think Miles Brennan's going to play this week. Uh, but they they didn't fight. Uh, and so the game is still postponed uh, to, I believe, uh, at, at the end of their season in December. Um, plenty of other teams played, though. We'll get into that. We'll get into um, that Miles Brennan news that came out. And anything else that kind of just comes across our minds here on Talking Tigs. But before we do, wanted to check in with the co-hosts, see how you guys are doing. Hope you had a good
1: weekend. Um, So, yeah, how goes it? Uh, Pretty good. Just just another week. (laughs) And, uh, you know, had a good weekend, watched some football, enjoyed it. Uh, Obviously didn't watch LSU, but... I mean, what can we say, Scott? We didn't lose this week, so I think that was a pretty good weekend for us. It's
2: yeah, that was a good week. That was the silver lining. Couldn't go down any further from there. But, yeah, it was pretty good with uh, LSU and the, the Saints off. Got to check out some some other games, uh, the the big matchup between Alabama and Georgia on Saturday night, um, and then some NFL stuff as well. So, uh, overall, pretty good. And then uh, a little bit of a breather, and hopefully a, a breather for Miles Brennan as well. Uh, well. We'll get into that, though. <laughs> Yeah, and uh,
0: Coach O said it was probably actually a good thing that they had the week off because they could recuperate. I guess guys were just tired. They were hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, based off of those first two ga- oh, first three games, two losses. Yeah, I-, I guess you could say we did need some time to recuperate, not just physically, but ooh, spend some more time in that film room, get that defense figured out, which you know, kinda Coach O kind of alluded to in his, his press conference today. Uh, I got some quotes for you there, but um, since LSU didn't really get to play, uh, I don't know. I wasn't able to watch too much. Um, hopefully you guys did. Maybe you can, uh, you know, uh, give your thoughts on this, but what, what, a, what an, another wild weekend uh, as just as far as other games go, uh, not just in the SEC, but college football in general. But I, I want to start there in the SEC. It's like, what is going on? You look and see what's happened. South Carolina took down Auburn, uh, granted, you know it kind of went down to the wire. Uh, Boatnik's kind of lost that one for him. I think we might be able to all agree on that, but South Carolina looks pretty decent, uh, and then a year where we thought Tennessee might be coming back, they got absolutely killed at home by Kentucky, thirty four to seven plenty of other games uh going on too Alabama you know pretty much took care of business against george although it did look pretty good competitive in the first half mm-hmm. uh but basically you know in the sec east and the rest of college football because you know um uh i'd say pretty much every anything's up in the air this year i'd say your only givens at this point might be clemson and alabama they pretty much look like who they are and who they've been for the last few years pretty much why you can count on and why they always rank them so high. You know, it's like, well, no one gives LSU respect or anybody, you know, my team respect, even though we did great last year. It's like, well, but it, you know, it's a different year. And as LSU fans this year know, it, it definitely matters from year to year, but Alabama and Clemson, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty much the same year in year out. And that's what we're looking at. Everything else is up in the air though. Um, but what in the heck is going on with the SEC because, my goodness. Uh, it, it just seems like the, you know, everything's kind of upended over there. Uh, did you guys kind of get, get a sense on all this craziness?
1: Is it, you know, is it just? I don't know. For- I think that I think there's really like two ways to look at it. And maybe it's a little bit of both. Obviously, you know, we get we we say it every week, but there was really no preparation, no very, you know, abbreviated summer and fall camp. Uh, no spring ball all that you know you could say hey everyone's just kind of playing on their own talent and you know if you got if you go out and have a good day you win if you go you know if it's not your day um, you're not really able to rely on uh, you know a really really well oiled machine practice scheme right I think that I think that's something else that we might want to think about and um, I think Nick Saban said a couple of, maybe a couple months ago, and I think other, other coaches and Greg Sankey's indicated that they kind of like, you know, that, that they kind of like this uh, all sec schedule, or at least a you know, a much bigger sec schedule. This might just be the result of playing all sec teams, hmm. you know, like, maybe this is what happens when you play a full schedule and there really are, you know, you don't have three tune-up games. I know starting in this, starting this season, you know, we, we kind of thought, Oh, well uh, Missouri Vanderbilt, uh, Mississippi state, they're going to be tune-up games for Florida. But I think we, and we, but we all even agreed at the very beginning when we were talking about this, like, like, you know, these, this year's tune-up games are not last year's tune-up games. It's not Georgia state or Georgia Southern or, Southeastern or Northwestern, you know, stuff like that. So I I don't know. I wonder if, uh, I wonder if, you know, this this season's just the competition is so much stiffer and people are just bloodying each other up.
2: Yeah, it's been talked about. I mean, obviously in previous seasons where everybody's like, oh, the SEC teams are kind of beating up on each other, like in conference play. And that happens elsewhere as well. People always say, like the Pac 12, like they just take each other down and they don't make the playoff. But, and especially in this year, like even more so because
1: as it more because every sec team is playing only sec teams
2: right so you have the beaten up but it's all season and yeah. not just in the the limited conference slate uh and then yeah like you said going back to about clemson and alabama scott they seem kind of on another plane compared it's like clemson alabama yeah. and then it's everybody else one a one b yeah even georgia number three got it was, it was a really good game against alabama which we'll probably talk about but uh, they got handled um and then yeah like uh, number four, Notre Dame was kind of struggling against Louisville. And then number five, North Carolina got knocked off by Florida State. And then there was some some craziness down the line. But uh, we'll be exciting to see how the, the Big Ten teams slot into here as this upcoming week is their, their first week of play um, and then see if they'll prove their, their worth as maybe there's some contenders there, Ohio State or otherwise.
1: Yeah, I mean one that you know, we talk about one A, one B, Clemson, Alabama. One C might be Ohio State if uh if you know the tea leaves come out to be red properly.
0: Yeah, but I'm I'm still holding holding out hope, I guess, that uh, you know, by the time they join, I mean, look at all what's happened so far. And like Ohio State is gonna jump into the fray now. I think the Pac 12's joining in another two weeks, two or three weeks. And it's like, you know, welcome to the party, guys. Uh, but, you know, it's been going on. You guys are showing up at midnight with no beer and expecting <laughs> to just, uh, you know, share in the revelry of the whole night. It's just it's – just I don't know if that's going to happen like that. Uh, we'll see, though. I mean, they, they surely love Ohio State, uh, especially at ESPN. If you go look at their college football page, it's, it's nothing but <laughs> – Ohio state photos and the big 10 logs. Um, but yeah, it's, it will be interesting to see, you know, how they enter, you know, in like a lion, out like a lamb, something like that, because you got to imagine they're chomping at the bit to, to get playing, uh, the whole big 10 that is, um, on a couple other scores I wanted to toss out. Cause like you said, that UNC game, uh, it actually also went down to the wire. They were, on their way to like try and come back to win this game. They were down 31 to seven, I think at one mm-hmm. point. Right. And then they came all the way back and I'm thinking, wow, uh, we, I thought, you know, FSU's program was kind of left for dead. And then they, you know, they kind of do that. Uh, so I, I guess u UNC wasn't, uh, you know, the, the contenders we thought they were, uh, probably are going to take out Clemson, but you know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, then, Oh, uh, uh, SMU and Tulane had a good game, went down to overtime. Tulane lost on a field goal, unfortunately. Sorry, Daniel. Um, and then also Coastal Carolina, who I thought was, uh, I don't know, just uh, you know, a little Cinderella upstart. Now, I don't know. I mean, they look for real. They they are undefeated. They just took out the Cajuns of Lafayette, 30-27, uh, to 27 and pretty much ended their playoff run. They were kind of my dark horse contender, uh, you know, just – including all silliness here, but uh, yeah, it just, just goes to show you like, I I wouldn't be surprised if they're ranked, Uh, you know, if coastal Carolina enters the playoff, good Lord, help us. Um, But yeah, so just a lot of weird stuff going on in the college football world. Uh, It's, it's kind of, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. It makes you wish that LSU kind of had it together, but looking at what else is going on around the sec, I, I guess I don't feel as bad.
1: Really, only feels like there's maybe one or two teams that actually have it together in the SEC. I mean, yeah, and Alabama, of course, has it. But even Georgia, I mean, I don't know. I'd say Georgia has it together. I think they were just beat
2: when they when they sort out their quarterback situation. Like Stetson Bennett kind of came down to earth a little bit, and people are saying they might turn to to JT JT. Daniels at this point as their starter going forward. But yeah, if they can iron that out, then they'll have a solid team. Obviously, they've got five star talent pretty much everywhere on the field.
1: Now, I was I was talking about it with uh someone today you know can you imagine a uh georgia georgia wins out alabama wins out they go they meet in the sec championship georgia wins the rematch well you're probably still not going to let a one loss bama slip out of the playoff you know just kind of by so then bama comes in as a four and georgia goes in as like a one a one or a two and then they end up uh Playing each other in the in the national championship again, so they play three times. <laughs> oh, good
2: lord! And then uh, one game that I mentioned last week, UCF and uh, Memphis. They uh combined for 99 points UCF one or no so it hit
1: the over uh,
2: yeah Memphis won 50 to 49 it's a pretty crazy game wasn't it uh, over 85 in that game it was I think it was 80 yeah and yeah. then they they blew that out I was saying it was gonna be high scoring and they came through uh so that's just a little AAC action yeah and I think the kicker almost started a fight with a teammate
0: on the sideline after he missed a a field goal for UCF. oh yeah I
1: saw that I saw that clip that was weird
0: <laughs> yeah sorry guys uh, yeah, that, that that program is crumbling after their non-existent national championship.
1: After, the, anyway, after LSU ended their champ, national championship run. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: So bad. Uh, but anyway, um, going back to uh, – Dan, you said something about a quarterback controversy. I wouldn't say that LSU has one, but they definitely have a quarterback situation because uh, even if LSU and Florida had played this weekend, uh, Miles Brennan was – well, they were going to say doubtful, but i mean let 's be honest, he was not pro- he was not likely to play, and he's still not sure if he's going to be cleared for uh for this saturday uh but i just I remember seeing it and then they're like even one of the Missouri defenders was down for a minute, but that mm-hmm. wasn't the guy that miles hit uh he just got hurt you know on the offs- offset of it but uh yeah you didn't really notice much from him, but I guess you know after they stopped and that pain creeps in, uh, yeah, I don't know if you've, you know, if you've played sports before, you know, sometimes you, you do get an injury that where if you're playing and you go through it, you don't really notice it until later when you, uh, you're yeah. still, and then it sets in and they didn't really say what it was. They just said it was a significant, injury. So I guess, you know, they're just protecting his rights. I, I, I don't know. They, they just don't want to mention anything, but, um, something happened. Um, and, TJ Finley and Max Johnson are uh, I guess playing to see who's going to start in this next game. I imagine they would both get some playing time, right? But they've been splitting snaps 50-50 at practice. Uh coach o said they look good, but you know, I you know, uh, you know what coach wouldn't say something like that <laughs> trying to get his his next QB ready for the the next game. So, I don't know. We we thought we might see TJ Maybe Max, you know, but that was only if Miles Brennan was having some difficulties. And, uh, you know, he hasn't had difficulties enough to warrant playing somebody else unless they were just ahead by a lot. So Mm -hmm. it looks like we're going to get to see one, if not both of these guys this coming week. Um, uh, Sorry to hear, you know, because of the circumstances, but kind of excited to see what we have. You know, I, I wouldn't say this season's a lost cause because there's plenty to play for. But I mean, it's obviously we're not going to go to the playoffs. So I say, yeah, let's uh, let's see what we got with these quarterbacks and flush it out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we're always trying to look for silver linings or whatever. And the one thing that I kind of realized this week, especially with the game being canceled and just you know, like we, uh, you know, we we won in historic fashion last year. No one could take that away from us. And uh, now we get the opportunity to really, you know, yeah, we can look at we can really look at. Uh, TJ and max and see, you know, whoever gets to start. I'd like to go around and see, you know, kind of poll everybody, see what they think who, who's going to start. But, um, we get the chance to, uh, you know, just kind of enjoy the entire game and enjoy the entire kind of landscape of college football. So it's kind of fun. And, and, uh, well, it's kind of fun. It's not, it's not that fun <laughs> when, when your team's not competing, right. But, exactly. um, yeah, I mean, I, am I'm, I'm excited to see them and, you know, you're just thinking about uh, thinking about the quarterback situation that we have with Miles potentially having two more years at LSU, and then uh, TJ and Max Johnson and Garrett Nussmeyer coming in next year, and Walker Howard coming in the next year. I mean, it's almost like too much of a good thing. I don't know, you know, how we're we gonna how are we gonna uh, navigate having you know like what five top level quarterbacks in the same QB room.
2: Yeah, it's a weird situation. I don't think we really said this, but uh, Coach O today said that, yeah, Ma- uh, Miles Brennan would not have played last yeah. week against Florida if the game had gone. So that's not a good sign for this one. He, last week he was listed as doubtful, and uh, this week he's currently questionable as of Monday. And to me that doesn't sound super promising. Uh, maybe he – I've heard he'll be out four to six weeks from from when it was reported, from
1: when he – from like so – last week around this time last week i heard four to six weeks from them
2: yeah so maybe what they might do is is go with and coach also said that as far as johnson versus finley he said whoever has the best week this week is going to start Mm -hmm. and so really it could be either though it sounds like a coin flip uh but whoever does get it they'll probably maybe alternate a couple drives something like that so we can get a look at both and then if things get going really bad maybe they might try and see if miles can go it's kind of like a an emergency play Tommy doesn't seem to like that opinion. I don't, well, I, I don't,
1: I don't think they would put miles in just to, I think, I think what you'll see is I think you'll see, I think whoever plays the best this this week. Um, and also I don't, I don't necessarily believe that. I, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily a coin flip. I would, I would guess they probably have their eyes on somebody at this point. Um, I would say whoever starts will start until it's bad enough that, the other one goes in i don't think i don't know if they would alternate maybe i'm wrong um but if it, if it, if the ship's going down i don't think they're going to put miles in to save it because it's not like we're like like uh like scott said we're not let's be honest we're not competing for a playoff so why go in there and risk this guy's health when you know theoretically he'd be back next year you know you don't want to you don't want to make something more more of what it is if it's if it's supposedly this serious like you said they haven't said what the injury is but
2: well they um, said it was a significant lower body body cause, injury. Yeah, yeah. cuz originally the reports that were it was a shoulder it was Yeah, throw, that's that was the weird thing too. It was a throwing shoulder and then so that was what the report was for about a week and then so just now they're saying it's a lower body So really like maybe a side or like a hip or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's I mean, a shoulder's not the same thing as an ankle. You would think they'd be able to figure that out. Um, or well, maybe, maybe it's, it's just, just they don't want to say what it is. Right. Um so I that's kind of weird
1: i almost wonder because i watched the play and it's it's kind of a, he falls weird gets hit kind of weird i don't know i could almost see it being like a, you know something on yeah like his side like he got hit and he's maybe his i don't know it's like uh what would it be like his spleen or something his a kidney kidney hit. yeah oh wasn't it remember benjamin when benjamin had his kidney yeah I had, no, I, had relative, I had a relative
2: had a relative who <laughs> suffered a a kidney injury in high school football and then he had a he was out a few weeks and he had to wear a special kind of like brace around it to protect from that uh so and he got hit right now, right in the, the lower back area so maybe it's something so maybe yeah out. maybe it's
1: kidney i don't know but regardless i don't know i just don't think that I, I don't think that it would be i don't see a real point in i mean other than obviously to win to win the game but i don't know if uh if that would necessarily be you know we're not playing for the national championship.
2: Right. And another aspect of it is sometimes you'll have these two quarterback situations where one of them is like the, the pocket style like pro passer and the other one's like the dual threat kind of runner. And so you switch up the looks, but from what I know about Max Johnson and TJ Finley, they're not too different in terms of quarterbacks. They're both like kind of big, tall like pocket passers um, with like big arms and maybe a little bit of uh, accuracy, not issues, but like that's kind of their, the weakness of the game. I think TJ's, is definitely bigger. Yeah, TJ Finley is like six six two hundred and fifty, and Max Johnson's like six four, maybe like two twenty. Yeah, but none of them. I don't think either of them is going to be like super like mobile. No, it's it. not like
1: we have a. It's not like we have like a du- a straight up dual threat and then like a pocket passer.
2: Yes, but if if we alternate between them, don't expect to see like too much like crazy. They haven't designed the offensive scheme around each player, and they're kind of similar to Miles Brennan in that regard as well. So that is one plus that they may be able to kind of slot in and do their thing. And the scheme that's already established. Yeah. Who do you
1: think is going to start? Right, let's start with you, Scott.
0: I would venture to say TJ Finley because he's the only one that I knew, you know, before now that was uh, like taking significant snaps. Uh, I guess through camp. I I'm not saying Max Johnson didn't, but I just all the footage that I saw from you know the reports coming out of camp were about tj so that's the only thing i have to go on and i mean he looked great but like if if it was if if all things were equal uh and they were getting equal splits back then uh you know i imagine we would have footage but we just we just didn't so i don't have anything to go on with max so my money would be on tj
2: daniel Uh, i'm a little bit on the opposite side i think if they had to pick one they'd probably go with max johnson he was the higher rated recruit out of high school not that that like makes a huge difference. But I think he was like the number eight quarterback and TJ Finley was like the number like 25 or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but so he has a little bit, maybe higher quote unquote pedigree or something like that. And then LSU may just want to go with something they might consider the safer option. instead of so something that maybe has more upside or downside.
1: So I've, I've heard, I've heard both. I've heard both things. I've heard that the program, I've heard this a lot that the program really likes Max Johnson. They think he's the guy but then I've also heard, you know, I've heard Coach O personally talk about TJ. Um, I know TJ was there. He start, he came in in December or whatever for um, for like after he graduated early and and was there like you know for bowl practice. He was at the national championship practice, like throwing balls and stuff. So, um, I I kind of go back and forth, but I think I would go with I think I'll go with TJ. Um, just because I, f- I feel like he's been there longer, but I do agree with you, Daniel. I think I, I have heard that they, uh, the program really likes Max Johnson and that that he might be the guy. So, uh, you know, either way we'll see, but I, I guess I'd go with TJ. Uh,
0: but Max is a lefty, correct?
1: Uh, I think he is. I think you're right.
0: Yeah. So I'm just wondering if that would, uh, you know, change things with the, you know, the receiving core, the, the rhythm of that, just the you know, getting a pass from that side, um, change things with the offensive line too. You know, if if uh you know, they have to move somebody around or if they're just more worried about protecting his backside, which would be on the other side of the line, you know, as opposed to Miles Brennan's blind side. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just just had that thought because I, I believe he was. It's and- actually a good
2: point because yeah, you're, you're right, Scott. I just looked it up. Max Johnson's left handed. T.J. Finley's right handed. Yeah. Same as Miles Vernon. So so Decalis is the left tackle. Or- he, played, he plays right tackle. Oh, he He's plays right, right tackle. He plays left tackle. Then uh, they've had they had some stuff because Ed Ingram was playing there and he got hurt a little bit. They had Jared Rosenfall, yeah. uh, I think is mostly playing left tackle. Huh, then maybe actually it wouldn't be that bad
1: though. Um, either way, because if you've got the veteran Decalus at right tackle, that's basically your blind spot. Blind so like I'd feel I'd feel more comfortable with him as the as like Johnson's blind side protector kind of. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. That makes sense yeah. to me.
1: But um yeah, I don't know. That'd be interesting to find out. I mean we'll see. I guess we'll see on Saturday when when Yeah. I, oh and here's the, another thing. Another thing that leads me to say TJ – and this might just totally be like it none – like this might have nothing to do with it, but I, I looked at it. I saw – I noticed it during the first game, and I, I took something away from it. Uh, TJ Finley is the guy who Miles who, uh, who Brennan warms up with. Like when they're on the sideline before the game, yeah. when they're um, warming up, like when it's a timeout kind of thing and like the offense is about to take the field – or when they come out of the tunnel from, from halftime and they're warming up, TJ is the one who's throwing with, with uh, miles. So, which makes me think he's probably number two.
0: Yeah. And I guess the, uh, th- there'll be some interesting things to watch for this. I think this Saturday based on this, obviously uh, because you know, what happens if uh Max and or TJ come in and just, you know, completely shine, you know? Oh, and then like, they, they have to start, let's say miles is out for another two, three weeks and they continue to shine, you know, then what happens? Uh, You know, could, could there be a quarterback uh, controversy getting ahead of ourselves here? I know, but still, it's just, I guess something to look for this Saturday. We'll know probably within the first half, early second half, uh, you know, if that's going to be the case or not, but also I I think something to look for, which something that I feel like might've been lacking the first few games uh, I know they look great at Vanderbilt, but still it 's just something Kosho said uh, this week at his press conference, and he said that they they need to play with a lot of energy, and I hope they can since they had a you know an unexpected week off they could recoup, but also yes yeah, it's just energy they 're just you know that whole Missouri game they just did not seem to have any sort of energy what' it, call it what you want Hutzpa swagger. I guess is what I'm looking for. It's like LSU needs its swagger back because that's going to be what helps them stay in with these tougher games coming up because if you don't have any swagger, you're going to get tossed aside by Alabama. You're going to be run over by Auburn, even Arkansas this year. I'd say even watch South Carolina because as, as of this point, looks like South Carolina and LSU are, I don't know, they might be kind of evenly matched. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I don't think South Carolina is going to come in here – Worried like it might have, you know, last year, uh, based on who they're facing, uh, especially not with a quarter full or less Tiger Stadium. So I'm hoping, A, you know, whoever we get for quarterback or whoever, you know, even if they use both, that they can establish something. Good passing, but also good running, because I think LSU needs to find that balance. But then also, come out with some energy for crying out loud! I know you don't have a hundred plus thousand Tiger Stadium like you're used to, but uh, I think the team needs it. The team needs some some swagger back. Otherwise, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be probably a sub five hundred year.
2: Right. I mean, it's still Saturday Saturday night in Death Valley. Like you, first kind of night home game of the year, you got to show up and and put it on for the right. fans that are there at least <laughs> for the fans and,
1: on TV. <laughs>
2: the, the are you going to, Daniel?
1: You got to put it on for the, uh, for the piped in fans. Uh,
2: uh, yeah. I'm planning on going right now. should be fun. Um, hopefully the, the other game was pretty hot. I think it's supposed to be warm on Saturday, but at least it's night So maybe cool down a little bit um, forecast is okay. So hopefully, um, hopefully, yeah. We, hopefully, yeah we hopefully it, it doesn't rain. My car, my cardboard cutout. will make it. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice to witness a, a tiger's win this season. <laughs>
1: Yeah, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'll also, as far as, like, the energy goes, I totally agree with you, Scott. And I feel like, you know, I think that uh, the SEC has seen a chink in the armor. They have seen, you know, LSU's been beat twice by teams that were should pretty much should not have beat them. And I think everybody wants their piece. I think South Carolina's going to come in, and they're going to, you know, I think they're going to give us the best game of their season. I think that... You know, A and M. You got to believe A and M's got that, got that their game circled. Ole Miss, everybody. You know, they want their revenge tour. Revenge tour, exactly. If we don't, and if and if we don't, if we don't pick it up and start playing a little bit better, we're going to give it to them. So, yeah, I totally agree on the energy. I think that, and you mentioned the uh, the running game. Like, yeah, I think that we need to have the running game. Uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna have to see it, see more of the running game, just without having uh, your your starting quarterback Miles Brennan on the field we're going to rely on it a little bit more, um, which means that we're going to need, you know, more out of the three running backs, you know, Curry, Emery and uh, Davis Price.
2: Yeah. If at least one of those three doesn't show up, it's going to be a long night for a true freshman quarterback, either Max Johnson or TJ Finley. They, they really need that to to lean on and, and get into a rhythm. And like you said, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty good competition. I don't know if we're going to roll straight into like score predictions or whatnot, but um, yeah, South Carolina is maybe the, they're only two and two, but maybe the best pedigree so far. They kept it close-ish with Florida and then beat Auburn last week. Um, they got a pretty pretty opportunistic defense. Uh, J.C. Horn is one of their cornerbacks. He's the son of uh, Joe Horn, actually, who played for the Saints. And yeah. He, I think he picked uh, Bo Nix off twice last week. did he have a pick six? Yeah, I think one. Okay. So uh, it could be dangerous whoever um, is lined up against him. They might put him against uh, Terrace Marshall, kind of best on best there. And then – yeah, so Gamecocks, I think the last time they were here is whenever they had the the flooding in South Carolina and they mm-hmm. had to move yeah. the game to Baton Rouge. 2015.
1: Um, yeah, 15.
2: So it'll be kind of exciting to see those fans, if any uh, of them show up. But um, I guess I think it'll be a little bit more low scoring. I think it's something like 27-24 LSU, uh, more competitive. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I had said that LSU was going to beat Missouri fairly handily and obviously that didn't happen so i'm tempering my expectations a little bit on this one <laughs>
1: so this is a it's a primetime game on espn which i guess that's, i don't know i guess that's good yeah um kind of yeah. surprising to be honest i'm surprised we're not on at least espn too uh yeah gosh um i think i think that it'll probably be a little bit of a, a higher scoring game too or i mean i actually disagree with you a little bit Daniel I think it'll be a, ho- a little bit higher scoring uh, I think that you know the, both teams will probably go into the 30s um, I don't know if LH, uh, Scott you, you give me your you, what do you think you think LSU is going to win I'm, I'm kind of I'll be honest I'm a little bit on the fence I've, I uh, yeah, I,
0: I think uh, I think I, I totally get it I, I I'm a little bit gunshot game. that's what I am I know it's like I, I couldn't even tell you like This game, I don't know. And then, you know, a few weeks, Arkansas, I I don't know. It's just anything can happen, and it has. So I would say this, though. I I agree. I think they might go into the 30s. I was thinking LSU 33, South Carolina 30, but I feel like LSU's defense is going to fix something, and that'll be the difference of a a score or two. So I'm going to put my score at 33 to 24. Good guys.
1: Uh You know, I'd I'd say probably, I'd say, I'm going to say 38-35. I think it'll come down to a field goal. I think LSU will win at home, but I think it'll be closer than the experts say, which right now the experts say LSU by seven.
2: Yeah. Yeah. As far as uh, South Carolina's offense, um, their quarterback, uh, Colin Hill, I believe is his name. It seems okay. Nothing overly... Uh, devastating they do have one good wide receiver i was watching against uh the auburn game shy smith is really explosive yeah he's good on the edge he, he i think he returns the kicks too and can really like make a move he's not a huge guy but um definitely shifty kind of like uh jalen waddle type player for alabama so that's one to watch for if they put him against uh, stingley for lsu as kind of our um matchup on the outside I don't, I don't, I couldn't really tell you too much else about South Carolina other than they got Will Muschamp, the visor man coming to town.
0: I know, I know coming, coming back to town. I mean, he coached here what, like 15 years ago or so. Um, but I, I don't know. I guess I'm excited to see, I, I'm hopeful that the Tigers will, you know, fix figure some things out uh, they're I guess if, you could look at it as an advantage or a disadvantage. You know, we don't have Miles Brennan, but then uh, also it's like we're going to get to see something we didn't think we'd see for a little bit, but also South Carolina hasn't seen anything. So LSU could pretty much do anything they wanted offensively, and South Carolina's, I don't know, especially with a left-handed quarterback, if that's who ends up getting the nod, uh, I don't know. I think they might be seeing some things they hadn't seen yet, and what a week to try it. I'd say anything kind of like how, Missouri threw anything at LSU. I think the rest of this year, LSU should just take the mindset of, you know, we have nothing to lose, so let's just do whatever, whatever yeah. it takes. This, you know, this whole season could be, a, you know, a preseason basically for next year. Um, I, I think they should pull out any stops that they want. So I'm hopeful. Uh, I don't think – like if LSU lost though, I, I'd i be disappointed. I wouldn't be terribly surprised.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I would be just – I'll probably be – And if Daniel, you'll, you'll know. If LSU loses, I'll probably be furious and, and everything. But then on Sunday morning when I wake up, I'll be like, yep, you're yep. not surprised. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, uh, moving on, uh, I mean, uh, we'll get to see that action late Saturday. But uh, there's a, a new slate of college football kicking off way earlier in the day. Right around noon, which was uh, typically what these Big Ten teams tend to do—they uh, love their day games—and uh, the Big Ten's joining us. Uh, can't really say I'm, you know, excited. I, I guess you know, all eyes are going to be on that, and you know, everyone's going to expect to see Ohio State blow the doors off of Nebraska and Justin Fields doing his thing, and uh, uh, you know, they'll be back into the fray, and then just miraculously next week, Ohio State's going to be voted probably number three or four or something like that, even though it's their first game and other teams have three or four under their belt. Uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what I expect. Uh, the rest of the big 10, I, I don't know. I, they're not all playing. I think some are postponed, but I, I don't know. I'm just, um, I can't say I'm necessarily excited. I'm more excited about, you know, LSU's game and the sec slate, but uh, here we are. We got the big 10 joining us. I mean, it's, It's going to be weird to see them joining now but it's kind of just going to be business as usual right just Ohio State and then everybody else behind
1: them yeah I I would look for Ohio State to have it to uh, try to blow out everyone by five billion points if possible
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) kind of like Clemson ran up the score against Georgia Tech
1: Yes. Like I think that because and I think the reality is that Ohio state has to do it. They've got to impress the committee. They got to show, Hey, we might not be playing as many games as everybody else, but we're going to, but our games are going to be, you know, yeah, just the, absolute knockdown. The people, you put,
2: the people you put in front of us were just like paper mache. And then we ran through the big 10. Yeah. Cause I think they're right now they're favored by 27 against Nebraska. I would,
1: if I was, if I was looking at that, I'd take, I'd take the, uh, I'd take Ohio state and that. I think they win by like 35 points.
2: Yeah, I'm excited to watch them. And then the other <clears> game, I don't love watching Michigan, but they're playing against Minnesota, who's another decent Big Ten team uh, that night. So it'll be good to see Harbaugh back on the field, see if he gets into any antics. Uh, uh, is that
0: the game day game? That's Tommy's favorite.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if they've announced who college game day is, but it's 6.30 on ABC. It's ABC, yeah. So, yeah, I guess that might be uh, the thing. Uh, another Another game – kind of low key and also high profile is number nine Cincinnati versus 16 SMU, the, the last two unbeaten teams in the AAC, I believe. So that could be the the decider for basically who is the New Year six um, at large uh, birth from the group of five teams. Uh, Cincinnati being at number nine is pretty wild, but that's uh, what we got right now with college football. Um, Oh, and then another game I'm probably going to check in on a little bit is uh, 17, Iowa State versus number six, Oklahoma State. Uh, Obviously, the two contenders from the Big 12, Oklahoma and Texas, are both 2-2 and and most likely out of the playoffs right now. So these are the last two kind of like strongholds for the Big 12 if they're going to push anybody in there. Uh, It'll probably be one of these two teams. So this could be the decider uh, or spoiler for one of them.
1: What do you think about this Ole Miss-Auburn game? Who do you like there? You like Auburn to bounce yeah. back?
0: Lost? I don't know. I, I would think so, but I don't know. I mean, I, I think for for Gus Malzahn's sake, they need to. He's his that that seat under his his tush is getting a little warm. <laughs> and I don't know though. It's like you see what happened with Ole Miss and Arkansas. Um, Arkansas had six six turnovers on uh, Ole Miss.
2: Yeah. Matt- Matt Corral threw six
0: picks. Yeah, that's crazy. Different type of pick six. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I mean, I I would think – I don't know. I My guess would be Ole Miss just because of offensive output maybe. Uh, but I don't know. Auburn's not the same, obviously. Um, everybody else is kind of up. Everyone that was down last year is up and vice versa. Save Auburn. Course. i mean look at texas in them as of now they look like the second best team in the west although
1: thought? it's got although it actually kind of does apply to alabama because for alabama standards they were down last year
2: <laughs> yeah two all season ah, that's pretty poor <laughs> true true
0: true yeah but they got a brand new qb who looks like he's been there for years you know like he's uh i mean he's, I know he, he's really good mac james yeah, is yeah. really good yeah,
2: and he has arguably the best like weapons in college football around him, which obviously helps. Oh
1: man, I mean Najee Harris. If you watch some of that Georgia game, Najee Harris is the truth. Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, meet Minchy. Yeah,
2: John Mechie stepping up, a guy who like wasn't a super highly rated recruit, but Saban's making him look like a five star. Mm-hmm. like uh, the next guy was- he's super fast? Yeah, and then oh yeah,
0: the whole thing with Saban and the the. Didn't think any oh, can we just can we just go on
1: record? Uh, there's no way that that he got three tests back and he was negative, right? I think it, he. I think he take 24 hours or 48. I only hours? do the rapid test now, but like I don't know about. Yeah, that.
2: I meant to mention that earlier because I think the initial report that he had COVID was on Wednesday, Wednesday or t- Tuesday or Wednesday, and so yeah, then you have Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So like, yeah, there's a three day span, but that would have m- meant he basically had to have gotten an immediate like negative test after that. And then like another one, another one like hit the clock right on the money, which I guess yeah. uh, Greg Sankey and the SEC were like, we need to get this man on the sideline. And who knows yeah. what the game would have been like without him? Uh, I think maybe Bama still would have won, but obviously it's yeah. you, you never really know. Well, yeah. I, I think it's I
1: think it's just hilarious that like you know for a fact if you're that doctor and Nick Saban's standing in front of you and he's like, so <laughs> what the tests say, Doc? In, in what world can you say, well, Nick, you're positive? <laughs> like,
0: yeah, check check again.
1: Yeah, he's like, uh, I don't think so. Can you? Can you you might have misread it. Yeah, you sure it wasn't a false positive?
2: Let's do uh, it again. Yeah,
0: you're right. You're right. Uh, no, I I don't know. I just thought it was just so much to do about nothing because, like you said, Daniel, it's I, I don't know that it really would have affected the game that much. I mean, come on, it's Alabama. It's uh, if you took Saban away for one to two games, there's already so much momentum behind that team that I don't think it would make that much of a difference. Uh, You know, a championship game against Clemson, maybe, but not, I don't know, maybe not middle of the season. Uh, But anyway, it is interesting to see, you know, if someone else has that, uh, you know, like what if it could be Saban or it could be Coach O, it could be Dan Mullen when Florida and LSU play, you know, in a couple months. Uh, I think that would make more of a difference. Somebody like Dan Mullen, um, as opposed to Saban.
1: Well, I like it definitely would. It would obviously make a difference if your coach is a play caller, right? Exactly. So Lane Kiffin, Dan Mullen. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, who else? Uh, Maybe. Does Kirby? I think Kirby calls the defensive plays. Kirby okay, Smart. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, same with you too. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's just it's anything can and will happen. It has. Uh, So that remains to be seen. I remember making a prediction. I don't know if we'll go past four games. I think my ESP was just slightly off. Uh, It was just picking up that LSU was going to play this week. Not that we wouldn't play the rest of the season, (laughs) but uh, I mean, COVID did kind of, uh, you know, invite itself into the season. And and so now we have to postpone. Um, I don't know. Hopefully we don't have to deal with that again, but I imagine at this point though, if they did, I don't know. You think maybe they just wouldn't play it like the, cause you know,
1: there's not enough time at the end, maybe. Yeah. Cause I think this, I think it's rescheduled for the 12th of December, which is like the week before the SEC championship. Exactly. So like, how could we re, how could we reschedule it if we're going to be playing in the SEC championship? Yeah. I just, I do not think that they could.
0: Uh, I mean, I know the, the NFL moved a game to like Tuesday because of something like that, but I don't think the college can do that.
1: Yeah. I don't think they could either. I want to say there's like NCAA rules also about like when you can play, like how how soon you can play after a, another game or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, totally. Uh, so yeah, fingers crossed that doesn't happen. But um, I don't know any, anything else. Uh, you guys noticed this week that you wanted to wanted to discuss.
2: Uh, uh, my only other fun fact is that the uh, the Texas El Paso Miners are playing the Charlotte Forty Nineers oh, <laughs> this week. Yeah, so I got the Miners and the 49ers going at it. So two uh, mining and prospecting teams (laughs) in a competition. Not that anybody's going to be watching that game, but uh, I thought that was funny. I know Daniel will be watching it. Yes. I watch watch every single game. I have like 30 on the TV at the same time, a multicast.
0: Right. Oh, man. So, yeah, I guess um, we have a lot of time to kill on Saturday because we got that night game. But I didn't. I don't know. I I wish it was like in the old days where a night game meant something in Tiger Stadium. But who knows? Uh, Maybe, you know, since it is that late, you know, LSU hasn't had a night game at home this year yet. So maybe it could be a little bit different. I'd say. So there's there
1: hasn't been any talk about. Wait, I don't think LSU's had a night game at all this season so far.
2: No, we haven't. Yeah,
0: no. Uh, So but there hasn't been any talk about expanding, you know, like the the fans the the people like the
1: numbers that they let in so there has but um it hasn't really gone anywhere
2: yeah and then there was all the rumors about the saints coming to baton rouge and then they said oh. i think it was yesterday that that's not happening till november maybe at the earliest uh, which is kind of a bummer i'd like to go to a saints game in tiger stadium yeah, that'd be if, awesome if, it that happened. if they came we're going yeah um so maybe they hopefully they can get something together for maybe a late season push I, in baton rouge from from the
1: like the political government aspect i've heard a lot of people talking that different legislators are going to try and do something about stadium size and and override the governor but um that was a big topic like last week and then it kind of died so we haven't heard anything about it i don't know if i don't know if it's going to happen i do know that uh you know it's it's it'll be a big battle and not just not just with the sec or not just with lsu but it'll be like a you know political type deal so who knows if it'll happen? Um, I hope they'll. I hope they'll expand it. I think that would be good for LSU.
2: Yeah, and one thing to note is that if things stay the way they are, the one of the college football playoff semifinals, the Sugar Bowl, will be played with basically no fans in attendance. Thanks a uh, lot
1: to Latoya Cantrell.
2: Yeah, because it'll be at most whatever like two hundred or so that the Saints have had, unless they start letting people in or they figure out a way to make a hole in the roof. Uh, <laughs> and you know, she she spoke before the legislature last
1: week, and when pressed on like, okay, like, well, when, are, when are you going to let people go into the Superdome? She said pretty much never, like, like, not this year. Don't, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing.
2: Mercedes Benz is going to pull her sponsorship. It's not worth anything. Anymore. I know, it really isn't.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Well, I don't know guys, is that a, is that just about wrap it up for us?
2: Uh, I think, uh, I think that's the wrap up. Um, there's like Almost 50 college games this week. So exciting to expand the slate. I think the, the Mountain West is back in action too. So they may have some some Mountain West after dark action, uh, even though the Pac-12 is not in there, but it should be fun.
1: Yeah. Um I'm excited. Let's let's you know, let's try again. <laughs> we'll see what we'll, we'll see what else she can do. Yeah, I like I
0: said, I I guess I'm hopeful in the fact that I'm expecting the unexpected and to me, unexpected would be an LSU quarterback coming out there for the first time and just dazzling us with with their play. And, you know, LSU looks like the team, you know, that we we would kind of hope to see them at, especially at a, a home game on Saturday night where they just, you know, they come out with some energy, yeah. something, you know, uh, I, I just want to see something and make it look like they want to win. I just, in the two losses, they just didn't look like they had any fire. So uh, that's all I would want to see. Like I said, if if they played hard, if they look good, you know, if Max Johnson and or TJ Finley come out and look great, but LSU just doesn't score more points than South Carolina, so be it. But you know, we just want to see some some good product on the field, some good football, some uh, some some promises made, promises kept from Coach O. I think we will. So uh, we will tune in Saturday night for that. Uh, but you should definitely tune in next week to us here on Talking Tips because we're going to have that recap for you as well as uh, any other college football news and and SEC news uh, that happens between now and then. So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Tips.